Time now for the Voice of the Land on the Big Play Network with your hosts, Kevin Arnold and Always Positive Jay. Well, welcome on in to this edition of the Voice of the Land. This is a special edition. I feel like I've said that the last few weeks, a special edition of the Voice of the Land here on the Big Play Network brought to you, of course, we want to thank our uh, our friends over the, over at Big Play. We want to thank our friends at Vector Technical. Get, they will get the right person in the right job the first time. And, of course, partner with LPV Productions. It's a special one because throughout the show, I think it's good if we – I think we should also celebrate, just like we uh, – everybody else has done today. It is National Women and Girls in Sports Day. While that should be celebrated every single day, uh, we know that still work there – we're still working through that level of equality, and that's always – unfortunately, that's still there, but we are going to shed some light on some of the our favorite women and girls in sports today, but we do start the show. We're going to have an interview with goalkeeper from the Cleveland Crunch, who are now three and one. They've won the last three matches. Of course, our friends over at the Cleveland Crunch, we will support them and promote them any way that we can. Um, I'm not sure if we have Mario Musa just yet with the audio. On that side, I know Peter behind the scenes. Peter Tellip is working on that. Well, I think Mario, can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? All I right. can hear you. All right, Great. so we bring him in, Mario Musa, the goalkeeper for the Cleveland Crunch, who is second in goals against average and first tied for first in the league with wins. Only four games in with three wins on the season. Mario now considered a friend of the show because you've been on multiple times. That's kind of our running thing. If you Come on the show once, you're a guest. If you come on two or more times, you are now a friend of the show. So, Mario, thank you so much for coming on here tonight. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me again. So, Mario came up to me after after the game. I was packing up, helping Peter load up the truck. And um, after after doing that, he's like, hey, next time you guys are doing a, a show or, like, let me know. Like, I'm willing to come on. And I was like, great, because we love having you on. We love having the crunch on. And I mean, just like just like the Cavs, the Crunch are one of the hottest teams in town. Hottest ticket to get is very difficult to get. Mario, that atmosphere on uh, on Saturday was absolutely electric. Knowing there was a big matchup, you guys have had all your games sold out already, but especially in that one, felt a little bit different, didn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, just a you know rivalry with with Grand Rapids. We knew that uh, you know the game itself would be intense, and obviously the fans. Um, had quite the experience last year with them. So, you know, we knew they'd be loud and proud. So we were, you know, definitely happy to see them there again and, you know, having a packed arena for us again. Now, you guys got out to a, a 5-0 lead there in the first quarter, but we know that Rapid City FC has a high-powered offense just like you guys do as well. As Rapid City was chipping away and getting back into the game, what were those, what were those huddles like? What was the message? Because it seemed like while Rapid City may be trying to get in your guys's heads a little bit get under your skin a little bit it never seemed like you guys wavered at any point and always seemed to be in control even as they came back you guys had the answer when you needed it yeah definitely I mean just through the timeouts it wasn't you know too complicated we were just telling everyone just stay composed on the ball um you know trust each other building out of the back you know whether that's starting with me or you know me playing it out to the defenders and then building throughout the back you know either way the message was consistent it was just stay composed stay confident um, whether they come back and tie the game or even if we go down one, two goals, whatever it is, just stay consistent and trust, you know, what Coach Antonio has been, you know, preaching to us and teaching us from from the get-go. So, um, you know, we obviously have the personnel and, and we're confident in one another. So regardless, like I said, of the scoreline, we're, we're confident that we can, you know, keep the ball and play the game that we want to play and not feel, you know, the pressure of the moment or any sort of momentum that's coming from the other side. Appreciate you do coming on. Like, that means a lot to us, obviously. Like, and we're always saying how we can't wait to, Spread the word of you guys, and you guys are backing it up by winning and winning big games like this. For you, being the goalie, you got a unique position, obviously, because you're almost on an island. You know what I mean? How much do you love that pressure of being the goalie? Like, like in hockey, I know you get a hot goalie in playoffs, you can win, and you don't have to have the best of teams, but you got a great team behind you, obviously. But how do you love playing goalie position? Oh man, that's a, that's a loaded question. So I'm going to have to give you a loaded answer, but <laughs> um, it's definitely not for everyone. I'll tell you that um, there's times where even I'm like, geez, this is rough, but you know, I, I just love that the intensity of it. And 
just being that lifeline of defense, you know, I, you know, since I started playing when I was 10, 11 years old, it was my first position. So I, I fell in love pretty early, but all the ups and downs that come with it, you know, that I, that's why I do appreciate the position for what it is. And, and everyone that has played the position, whether it's in, in soccer, goalie, whatever it is, or in, sorry, in hockey, whatever it is, you know, it's, there's a certain level of, uh, of understanding of, of, you know, from one goalie to another and actually what it takes, you know, from a physical and mental toll. Uh, because like I said, you know, whether we're up or down in games, if, if I'm losing focus back there and I'm the last line of defense, then we're in, we're in trouble, right? So, you know, regardless of the scoreline, I have to stay composed and confident and, and keep the, the morale high and, you know, always communicate with the team. So for me, it's like I said, I've been playing for a while, but, you know, it's, it's second nature for me now. But I definitely love the, you know, the constant challenges and the, the new challenges and hurdles that always come in every single game, right? You're not going to see the same type of players and the same type of shots. Um, so it's always something that you have to adapt to. And that's what I love about it. You know, you just got to be creative and trust your instincts and the training you put in and, you know, just go out there and perform and, you know, be the, be the hero in the sticks. Yeah. Cause I used to play hockey uh, goalie or uh, like street hockey. Cause we watched up, grew up watching mighty ducks and just fell in <laughs> love with street hockey. And so I bought all the goalie gear cause I wasn't about running up and down the field with everybody else, but I knew the game could be completely in my hands. If I have my absolute a game on and my team can rely on me. And you, you understand that, like you love that challenge and that ability to rise to it. Cause like I said, you're, you're on an Island man out there pretty much. And you got dudes just taking fireballs, shooting them right at you the whole game. And I, I, have to admit, I loved watching you immediately. My first game there, it was just like, all right, this dude knows what he's doing. He's on it, man. Well, definitely appreciate it. Yeah. You know, I, I love that. Like I said, I love the, the competition, the challenge overall. So whether I get a, hitting the leg or hitting the face, which has all happened a bunch of times. Oh, yeah. I'm okay with it. I, I saw it. I'm victorious. <laughs> you're definitely a, you're pretty tough, man. I got to give it to you. Mario Musa, goalkeeper for the crunch is joining us here on the voice of the land. Just going off of that though, Mario, like you've played goalkeeper basically your whole, whole time playing sport of soccer. And a lot of, a lot of people that get into it, find that position that they just absolutely love and kind of get a chance to stick with it. But, there's a difference between, and not, not a lot of people understand, there's a difference, a big difference between the outdoor game and the goalie's role there versus the indoor game where it's more confined. You, you're confined by walls. There's only five field players plus the goalkeeper, which you can become part of the offensive attack as much as all the other players as well and can venture out of net when necessary, when appropriate. You have good foot skills. How how much do you revel in that opportunity to with those outlet passes from the goal box, but also kind of inching up the field, allowing yourself to become part of the attacking part of the team and not just having to sit back there inside that goal mount the entire game. Yeah, no, definitely. You bring up a great point, right? So in, in indoor, when you have a goalie that has good foot skills and, and good footwork, it's essentially a six attacker, right? Um, and that's one of the benefits we have. And obviously I I'm thankful that, um, you know, the guys trust me, right. And, um, regardless of wherever I've played, I've been thankful for that. And, and I appreciate that. You know, I've obviously put in a lot of work to get to that point. And I've always wanted to, especially in the indoor game, I'm, you know, you talked about out there a little bit different, but um, indoor goalkeepers are way more involved. They're way more active, um, a lot more distribution that actually pertains to the game and actually affects the game. You know, outdoor majority of goalkeepers, they make those short passes and they don't maybe see a ball for another five, 10 minutes, right? It's more so shot stopping than it is feet. Whereas an indoor, you know, you're seeing a lot of shots, but you're also touching the ball a lot with your feet. So, um, you know, it's definitely important. And, you know, I love the opportunity. I love being part of the game and being part of the build-up play. Um, so, you know, a lot of goalies, they just get looked at as, hey, you better stop the ball. And that's it. <laughs> I love being looked at as, hey, you were, you were part of the build-up and you helped us even get an assist at times, right? So, you know, I, that's one of the reasons why I fell in love with the indoor game, the intensity, the fast pace of the game, and, you know, just the involvement from the goalkeeper side. Everyone loves action and you know, being a, being a hero on offense or defense. So well, that, and when they miss, it can come right back to them. There's a wall. It bounces right <laughs> yeah. back. And it's like, it's not like, Oh, they missed. Good job. I'm done. No, you gotta get like normal hot uh, soccer. It goes past the net. You get a little break or whatever. No, it's coming right back. Someone catch a deflection. It's, it's crazy for you out there. I'm telling you something. I've always wanted to ask a goalie this, and I'm glad I remembered. So when I'm watching penalty kicks, Sometimes it almost looks like the goalie has to guess if it's going left or right to really stand a chance. Is that happening or is it just, I think they're going this way because their foot's angled and then at the last second they're kicking it the other way. Like what goes in your guys' head when a, a penalty kick's coming on? 
honestly, indoor is a lot more different approach than outdoor. Like outdoor, it's it's more so a guessing game. Um, you know, you can do some research on players, you know, in previous games and stuff like that and maybe try to guess the right side. But as far as indoor, you know, the objective is really to, to come out as fast as possible and close the angle down for the, the attacker. That way your presence is as big as possible and you're standing up tall, right? Um, last thing you want to do is stay on the line. So that way the closer they get, they have more room to shoot. So you kind of want to close that down and, and minimize the, the size of the goal for them. And at that point, you got to kind of do a little bit of reading. Um, like this past weekend, you know, I noticed the guy, as soon as I started running out, he tried to catch me off guard by shooting it as I was running. So I knew just off previous penalties watching him, like I had to be prepared with my left or right hand just to quickly react and see if I can maybe get a touch on it. And that's exactly what happened uh, because I, my feet weren't even set when he shot it. So it was one of those things where a lot of guys usually can come out and get set and then like kind of like you said, right, you can react and maybe cut one side or the other. But with him, it was like, hey, while you're running out, he's going to shoot it. So you've got to be ready to throw a hand up. And that's kind of what happened during the game. So Basically, it's really, really hard to stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's intimidating, that's for sure. But, you know, it's like I said, those moments that, as goalkeepers we look from, um, you obviously want to be, be a hero. And, and penalties are, are moments that every goalkeeper lives for. And uh, they they strive in those opportunities and, you know, kind of wish for them in a way. It's, it's a weird thing. I, like I said, only I think a goalkeeper would understand. But, you know, when you get that opportunity and all eyes are on you, everyone's praying that you're going to save it and you come up with that save. It's just such a great feeling, you know, individually. And obviously as a, from a team morale perspective and, that, you know, the fans, you know, they, they appreciate it too. So I, I definitely love the penalties. So obviously the goal is to stay away from any sort of penalties or shootouts, but hey, they, you know, it's part of the game and they, they will come. So. And those shootouts in, in, in the indoor game are, are like hockey where you're getting a running start or like the old MLS days mm. in the early ni- uh, the late 90s when the league first started, they used to do pe- uh, penalties that way instead of an actual um, you know penalty kick from the, from the spot, just a stationary PK in the outdoor game. The MLS used to actually do that as well, and that's what the indoor game has. Would you say, Mario, that you're almost trying to get the, the shooter to be guessing or even second-guessing themselves by making them make a decision earlier than giving them the time to, to pick out that spot in a smaller goal, goal mount? Yeah, absolutely. Like my goal personally is um, to come out as fast as possible. And like I said, close that angle down. And then sometimes I even take an approach where I shift my body more so to the left side. If they're right footed, for example, I close down the right side because a lot of right footers like opening up their hips and shooting to their right side, which is my left. Um, so sometimes I even come out fast and just kind of move over a little more. So that way they think, oh, he left that side open. I'm just going to shoot over there. And the last second I move over and kind of force them that way. Right. So there's, there's a bit of, you know, tactics involved. I guess it all just depends on knowing your audience and who you're playing against. But either way, my goal is to come out as fast as possible, close those angles, be as big of a presence as I can and make it as difficult as I can for them to shoot. So that way it's not as easy for them as, as it seems. Right. You know, I think from a distance, from an offensive side, it looks like, okay, it's just a goalie. This guy should score every time. Um, but in, in indoor, actually, it seems like the goalie almost has a bit more of an advantage because they can fly out as far as they want and, and be as big as they want, right? Field players, you just have the ball and you have like two, three seconds before they got to score. Otherwise, everyone else is catching up. So it just kind of happens in the blink of an eye. And, you know, that's why you probably noticed a lot of games during our season so far. Um, we've missed a few, right? And yep. when the goalies come out that far and fast, it kind of throws the, the striker off. So, Every goalie is different, you know, has a different approach. But, you know, again, it's just down to the forward to kind of adjust to what we do. So, Well, he would stop every shootout I have because he's already got my my tactics as an offensive player. Open up the hips with my my right foot. It's funny you mention that. It's funny you mention that because I'm sitting here thinking like. That's why I'm not playing. I'm over here thinking of me being me. I always said if I played soccer, I'd play goalie. Like I'm built to play goalie. I was a wide receiver, a shortstop, and goalie in hockey. Like, I'm made to play the position. But as far as I'm concerned, that's probably all in my head, and it's way harder than I'd have imagined. <laughs> Regardless, I got to come down to one of these games soon with my nephew. I'm going to come early, and you're going to give me a couple tips, and we're going to record Kevin doing a penalty shot on me playing goalie <laughs> one of these days for the show. Well, luckily, my son, like, doesn't understand what's actually Yeah, what he won't remember, seeing, so, when so I when I block you my first time ever in that, don't be embarrassed. Oh, man, I think I'm embarrass my embarrass i look at my teacher man i got this dude i got the miyagi of goalies bro (laughs) yeah we should definitely do it and then we gotta 
make sure that's the first thing that's shown on the live stream. Oh, yes. for sure. We'll show Absolutely. It, we'll show it on the live stream. We'll show it on the show here. We'll like I, if well, I, It might not be the first thing because everyone we're going to keep them on the show. It might be the last thing. I'm the first one to laugh at my embarrassment. <laughs> you know, like that's that's what my son is going to learn. And the rest of my kids, when we have them, are going to learn very early. Like their dad gets oh, yeah. him, embarrasses himself a lot, but he can laugh at himself too. And I think that's, that's the best part. Mario Musa is our guest. Mario, we'll get you out of here on this one. And I asked this to, to Dave and um, to Admir last week, Antonio Manfoot in his first year, you guys have known him. He's been around the team for a while now, but coming in now as the head coach, the championship mentality, the championship level culture that you guys have winning every minute, winning every quarter, then, you know, and winning, trying, trying to win every match that you can stays the same, but what, is that one thing maybe you've noticed different that he has brought that's, you know, just a little bit different than what you guys have been um, instructed with or, or seen the last three years, uh, the first three years of the crunch being back? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest differentiator is the, the organization, um, the, the tactical side of things and the intensity, right? And, you know, I was fortunate enough to, to be Antonio's roommate for a couple of years and him and I played together in, in, in MSL1 in St. Louis together and you know, I, I've shared the field with him since I was young. So, like, he he has never changed. And I knew as soon as, you know, the announcement came that he was going to be our head coach, that that's exactly what we we're going to get. Um, and we needed that, right? Um, you know, we have a championship under our belt. And, and you know, let's face it, when you, when you win, it's, it's very hard or very easy, should I say, to get complacent and, and to try to repeat and, and stay extremely disciplined and have that same drive and hunger, right? And as soon as Antonio came in, you could just tell there was a switch on the guys and everyone is taking it more serious. Um, which is what we needed. Uh, I think we have a lot of talented players. It's a good mixture between experience and rookies and sophomores, things like that. But, you know, as soon as he came in, you could just tell, you know, the understanding of the indoor game. He's, he's played professionally, I think, over for, for you know, nine, ten years now. So he, he brings a lot of experience to the table. And I think a lot of the guys are starting to really digest that and, and take it under their wing, which is important. And I think it's important for the team overall, you know, as we move forward as a club too. So, And being out to some training, some practices already this year, I'm – from game one uh, up in Grand Rapids against Rapid City FC, the, the first loss of the year, now winning these last three, just seems like every single game, the stuff you guys are doing in practice, the way he wants the ball to move, the, the type of tactics you guys are doing, the little adjustments you're making, seem to really be translating out there on the field and guys really playing well together. That, that's what I see. And is that how you're seeing it from, from your vantage point, being able to see kind of everything in front of you from your goal mount? Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that you, maybe you guys even notice is the amount of balls that I haven't had to play this year, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, the past years I was very involved. I was coming up a lot. Um, you know, the way Antonio is teaching us is for me to distribute out of the backs of our defenders and we run what's called the weave, right? So certain players are making certain movements to shift the defenders. That way we can have that entry ball to the target and they can hold it up and players just run off and either for a shot or a tap and whatever it is. Um, but that's been the main thing. Like I said, whether we were winning or, or losing, it's the same consistent message over and over from Antonio. And again, that's where that experience and understanding of the game comes in place because that's the way you get back into games. And that's the way you control games as well. And, um, you know, he's done a great job of, you know, delivering that same consistent message to us and it's clear and it works, right. You know, we, we noticed over the weekend, like you said, we felt a little bit of pressure momentum from Grand Rapids. They scored a couple goals. They, they beat us in the second quarter and you could feel a little bit of the momentum and the panic shifting. And his message never changed. It was, Hey, run the weave, Stay confident, trust each other, trust in what we're doing and what we've worked on since the beginning of the season, and things will change. And and obviously, you guys saw kind of the, the scoreboard took care of itself and everything. So you know, we're we're definitely happy with the result that that we've had with Antonio, and you know, we love having him, and he's he's great for this team. So the nice thing about when you start a new system like this and you're winning early, you know, you're just you got only more to get better, and you're gonna get better. Absolutely. Yeah, you don't you don't want to peak now, but it, I mean, definitely off to a great start. If you look at the, kind of the a third of the season gone, the first four games gone, three and one in that in that section. I know you guys want to continue to build on that, and I have no doubt that this team will do that. Mario, thank you so much, Mario Musa, the goalkeeper from the Cleveland Crunch. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Let's keep this thing rolling this season, one one minute, one quarter at a time, one game at a time, and we. I have a feeling that there's bright days ahead this season for this team, the way you guys are playing. So thank you so much for taking time to join us here tonight. Absolutely. Thank you guys again and look forward to 
lifting the trophy with everyone this year. So absolutely, absolutely, and we'll have you back on again sometime soon, especially if there's a trophy. We'll we'll have the uh, all the friends of the show from the Crunch on the show. So thank you so much. That is Mario Musa of the Cleveland Crunch. If you want to get out to a game, I'm telling you, the atmosphere is electric. The it is family oriented. It is a great time to bring the family to. You got to get tickets early. So there's a game coming up on February 24th. That's the next home game. If you want tickets to that one, start buying them now. Theclevelandcrunch.com is exactly where you can get your single game tickets. I'll be going on for the 24th right after Absolutely. the show and uh, buying some tickets online. Yep. You and your nephew, nephew will be out there. We'll, we'll show you the, the setup that we have with the broadcast as well. And um, it's going to be a great time. It's going to be Rapid City FC again. So uh, another big matchup at home. But they have some other games going on the road now. Um, facing off against some other teams in the league. So some tests, being away from home, being away from that home crowd. Cleveland Crunch fans travel well, so I'm sure they're going to have the support there as well. But get your tickets, theclevelandcrunch.com. Only three home games left, February 24th, March 2nd, and March 9th. On the other side of the break, we'll continue celebrating National Women and Girls in Sports Day. Plus, Cavs are playing right now. NBA trade deadline is tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Do the Cavs need to make a move? We'll answer that and more on the other side. This is The Voice and Land on the Big Play Network. Whether you're looking to hire new talent or start a new career, Vector Technical has you covered. Vector Technical is a 28-year-old staffing firm that has helped thousands of job seekers advance in their career with reputable partners throughout Northeastern Ohio. Vector Technical is more than just a temp agency. With an above average hire in rate of one in four candidates, Vector works hard to connect the right person with the right opportunity the first time. Vector Technical hires for skilled manufacturing and light industrial work and is sure to have a career that you've been looking for. To learn more, visit our website at www.vectortechnicalinc.com. Welcome back to The Voice of Land here on the Big Play Network. It is National Women and Girls in Sports Day. We are celebrating throughout the show. I will celebrate we just had Mario Musa the goalkeeper of the Cleveland Crunch one thing that the Crunch are doing is they're partnering with Cleveland Professional Soccer the organization trying to trying to bid for an NPWS or N, yeah NWSL team that is the women's professional league that is the top league in women's sports like where the top players play is here in the United States now there are teams with like Manchester United has a women's squad uh, Chelsea, Real Madrid, like all of these big name teams, but it just, it seems like a lot of the big time players that you always hear about, always talked about in women's world cups seem to be here in the professional ranks here in America, but also, um, overseas as well. So there's a little bit more balance between the leagues, I would say in the women's game, which is great to see. You want to see excellence at all, at all levels and at all clubs. Um, but the Crunch have partnered with Cleveland Professional Soccer. I would love to see if there's a way we can partner with them as well to get the word out there. Uh, make sure you check out, you know, go ahead and search Cleveland Pro, uh, Pro Soccer. They are trying to bid for a women's professional team. We have MLS Next, which is kind of the, I would say, the third tier of the MLS League developmental part of the league. We have an MLS Next team coming to Cleveland in 2025 on the men's side. We definitely want a women's team. I think this town would definitely support that. So get more information. Let's bring a professional women's soccer team here. And my highlight for National Women's and, Girl, uh, National women's and Girls in Sports Day, yesterday I had a chance to go back to my alma mater. It's a different building, so like it's not my actual alma mater anymore. The All three school buildings have been torn down. They've combined all into one at Wycliffe. And a very nice facility. But a junior that I coached in soccer, but also had a love for basketball. And we'd always, when you know, when I was coaching. We, I saw this on Twitter. We were always talking about shoes. Like, she's really, mm. she was always really into shoes. And, like, saw the shoes I was she's coaching. She's a sneakerhead like you. Yeah, so she was getting into that. So, like, it was, like, a fun little connection that we had. And as, you know, I worked with her and her family. Um, now, a junior in high school, Ava Gabriel, set the program record in points uh, two free throws last night set the record, and then she scored points after that. So it's 1,139 points in county. I didn't see her official total last night uh, to give you the official where it stands now, but she is the program leader in points, and she's only a junior, still games left in her junior season, 
and a whole senior season left to go. She's past the 1,000-point mark. I'm sure she'll get past the 1,500-point mark before she's all said and done and going to set a mark that is going to be difficult for people to catch. The last time this record was broken was 2019. So it's only been five years since that record was broken. I have a feeling she's going to set a mark that is going to take a little bit longer than that for someone to beat, but there is plenty of talented players and student athletes. Things with like people like her. You never know. You inspire also younger girls below you that are going to come up yep. and beat your records. And that and the, that's a compliment to your greatness. And the amount of like young kids, young girls that were there, like that are younger than her, they got a chance to see that. Mm-hmm. And how as soon as she scored that point, it's the inspiring. team immediately came off the bench. And she's kind of a she's a shy kid. She's a you know she not one that wants the spotlight. But the spotlight was on her, and the team was all around her. And you can see how much she means to her team, not just as a player, but as a person. And it stems from the great people that her parents are, her entire family and friend group are. Great former coaches. Yeah. I said it. You can't say it. Because I'm I'm kind of the same way. It was just it was just awesome to see, awesome to have an opportunity to to take that in. Didn't get a chance to see when she hit a thousand points, but wanted to highlight Ava Gabriel and all of the women and girls in sports. They should be celebrated every day, and we will try to do a better job of doing that here on the show. But I wanted to make sure that we definitely highlighted it since it was an actual official day today. We are gonna do that. We'll get your highlights and maybe Peter's highlight as we go. I don't know. We might be cutting this off early. Jay's kind of tired tonight. Extremely. And I uh, had a rough day. People at work don't know how to work right. But you know what? Harder, you, know, but you know what helps you on a rough day? I, I don't know what the score is right now. But Cavs watch, winning. Cavs winning. Four, Again. 14 of their last 15 games they've won. They've won five in a row again. Where do we stand right now? It looks like 60. We're up four. Up four. 68-64. Course, the Wizards giving them a bit of a game. Cavs on the road. It's look, I know the Wizards have nine. We talked about this last week. They were facing off against Detroit, who only had six wins, but they were they had won two of three. We're getting into that time of year where the teams that haven't won a lot don't really care and like playing loose. They're just playing basketball. And look, the trade deadlines tomorrow, some of those guys probably want to go play for contenders. If Washington's gonna sell some players, these guys want to put on a show for the rest of the league. Like Hey, I can come help you. You're trying to get the two seat instead of being at the four seat. I can come help you. Like, this is what I'm going to put on film. Why weren't you doing that earlier in the year? Because, you know, these guys just get set in their ways and they think they're playing in a bad situation so they don't show out. It's kind of a me guy that I'm not necessarily fond of, but I get it. The trade deadline is tomorrow. These guys want to make a statement. Cavs need to beat these teams that they should beat it's not always going to be easy. And it doesn't mean you can go back after one game where it looks rough. And I saw this after the Detroit game. You're going to see it throughout the year because there's always fans like this. Oh, well, Darius Garland should be traded because he's he's the he's not doing what this team was doing when they were winning without him. And or uh, JB Bickerstaff, oh, I don't I still don't believe that he's he's a good coach or Evan Mobley we should just play with Jared Allen and not Evan Mo- like all these stupid, ridiculous things. Look, there's there are two former All Stars that you got to add to your team. Do do you think Jay that this team really needs to do anything with limited assets? By the way, I want to make sure I put that out there. Very very limited assets. They don't need to do anything. If they do anything, it'll probably be a small little move, maybe a rotational guy, maybe. He's probably a backup to our backup, kind of like, oh, in case this happens, kind of guy. Because they're already going coming. 10 deep. Yeah, exactly. And I just don't see them having any needs. And like Matt Fontana was saying, he liked to see Lamar Stevens brought in. And I simply asked him, like, why? It's not because he's bad. I like the guy too. He has mm-hmm. a good game, but I just don't need him. We moved on from him so that we can upgrade to these guys. And. They're doing fine. I don't need to go back to that guy. They're doing just fine, and they're doing what they're supposed to be doing when they came here. And things are starting to fall into place, and we're starting to get a rhythm with this team and figuring out rotations. And like Brian Winhurst, I heard say, they are just obliviating people. They are just demolishing them. I don't hear him usually say stuff like that. So when he's saying stuff like that, it kind of catches my eye. Like they are playing 
hell of basketball. Why you don't need to change anything? Just like we just told him, just get better, keep improving. You ain't, you still have stuff to work on. There's always stuff to work on. You don't need to bring anybody in. The chemistry is fine. Well, and a guy like Brian Winhurst. Now he's more connected here because he's from he's from this area. Mm-hmm. So um, he's always going to be reached out to and talked to from people here in this area. Him now being on the national NBA coverage that he is, a, a senior uh, NBA writer and, and an insider that they go to a lot for for a lot of news. But behind Adrian Wojnarowski at ESPN is Brian Winhurst. Like, that's where he has built his career. From it's the like Akron a, Beacon Journal. That's, to, in, that's in my way up there. Like, uh, if it was a liquor, that's like top shelf guest for me want to get right yes, there. Like, yes. If and, I ever could pull that off, just one well, at this time of night, <laughs> it's tough to get him. We'd have to record something with him because he's probably out at some game or he's always working in right. his office with a bunch of games going on and his phone going off with all these rumors about or uh, reports coming in about possible trades that might happen by tomorrow. Not a lot is 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 happening. I know there's a lot of like scuttlebutt and Charles Barkley thinks that this could be one of the most active trade deadlines Peter, ever. You didn't go to Kent State, did you? No, I did not. I Damn. went to Akron. Oh, that's not going to work for us. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the exact opposite help. of what we needed right there. What did you say? You went to Kent State, right? No. You went to Kent State. If he's coming on. <laughs> he's you went to Kent he's State. trying to convince you. <laughs> sure. And in that rivalry. I used to drink a lot at Kent State. I didn't say you went to school there, did I? I <laughs> no, just said okay, you went to Kent was, State, okay, right? Sure, he's I went been to Kent, Kent State, State yes. <laughs> I, we ain't lying. We're just bending the truth. Bending the truth, <laughs> yes. We're bending the truth. That's I, not... I went to Kent State, too. I think Kevin went there once, right? think so sure yeah i saw a football game there it's okay actually i took in the wagon wheel game i took all in three of us Akron. Akron. i'm sure i'm sure kent won too because akron is usually yeah that year yeah that year kent won yeah, yeah. And they were pretty good that year too so no akron had no chance but back what we're saying with their calves <laughs> and whatnot, when I, i'll try to keep us on right track. I, like you said i don't think that they need to they need to do anything the buyout market is where a lot of people are saying mm-hmm. With open roster spots, if they really want to add something to had to have that extra depth just in case, that's where I could see it. Now, a guy like Lamar Stevens, that's not going to move the needle. It might move the needle the other way, kind of like what you're saying. Like, you don't really want – we don't need him, but you, you also don't really want Lamar Stevens. He was one of those guys that when you shoot it, you pass it to him in the corner, he's wide open for a three, defenses aren't going to go out there and defend him, and he still wasn't knocking him down. And now with this team shooting as many threes as they do and knocking down as many as they do, living and dying by the three in a way, which I'm struggling with. But that'll I'm be a conversation. I'm old school basketball. It's hard for me to still adjust uh, that, too. I, I was taught you, the closer you get to the basket, the higher percentage shot you get, and that's the goal of the game. Right. Now it's the opposite, and they shoot The game the has changed. And I'm like, I, I continue to evolve with it. Like, I, I want my team to match what the era of basketball is. It's just like the living and dying by the three had like a little bit more balance. You know what I found funny, guys? Wasn't it like a couple weeks ago? You said something. I was waiting for it. <laughs> I noticed it too. I, they don't start like all right, that. I, I can't do it because like we like, said, I don't want to like tout what no, I said. No, just do it. Just uh, do it. You just take, what are they? what is that called when you get to like, I, I don't take want your flowers. To, like I don't, I don't like doing that. I just, I just find it funny that like we don't really try to say things thinking that we're we're right like other you know we're just giving our opinions and if people feel other way other ways like it's totally fine it's just weird that something that brian winhurst even pointed out yeah I, I like heard it. it's not they're not bringing garland and moby off the bench as like a whole second unit but after the game starts they're staggering a guard and a big man they're, fi- they're like, playing th- three uh, three point shooters yes the guard and a center and that is working, and they're just killing people because guess what? When the second team comes in and it's your second team, it's still like our first team, yeah. and it's working. We're not Please worthy. Don't, don't. We're don't, not worthy. Don't. We're not. We're not doing the. We're not doing the Wayne's World thing over here. <laughs> I love Wayne's World. I, uh, I do. I love Wayne's World it. too. But, but and no, it was a good call, and I agreed with you. Like it was. An, it's working. You do what works, man. Don't put egos aside, and they are. That's great. There, and this team is going to have to continue to do that. There's going to be a stretch where they lose some games, like Wait, three or four. Lose a game, like yeah, can't win all eighty-two. Like even the bull, even even the Warriors at twenty sixteen didn't win every game of the regular season. They lost nine. They won seventy-three. 
And then they lost some real important ones <laughs> later on. But that's why you can't consider them one of the best teams of all time because yes, they beat the Bulls record, but guess what the Bulls did? They won a championship that year. Who didn't win a championship? Oh yeah, that's right, the Warriors. Because but we could con- we came back from a three-one deficit championship team, one of the greatest of all time. So yes. Because yeah. they beat one of the greatest regular teams. I didn't like that there was like conversation recently, kind of like trying to downplay that. Like it's only no. I heard how he described it. It was more put into content. He's basically saying what helped make our championship like super like awesome. The other teams suck. Yeah, it was not. It We're was not the accumulation of just not winning anything in that year after year and decade after decade of all three teams not doing anything the first team to do it was going to have a stellar thing but it was then the perfect storm with what they were also doing and it was both things coming together that made it that ultimate championship that we're always going to love so he wasn't really wrong i just don't think he was emphasizing how insane it was to beat that 73 team or 73-win team, and yeah, to come like, back down three games to one. And like, take take the other two teams out of it. Like that That is part of it, and he's not wrong in that sense, but I think he's putting more weight on that than, especially that we would see it here in Cleveland, because you take those other two teams out of it, look at the entire situation. Warriors were 73-9. and nine. We're running through everybody in the playoffs. You also have to add in the fact that LeBron is from here, left, came back. That's, that what, that's where I was like going to get saying, to. There's like... It's all these different. It was a perfect storm, is what he was trying to say. But he was emphasizing too much on the losing. When you look at the history books in the NBA Finals, there's still only one team that's come back from a three-one deficit. We're the and what you can't ever take away from the Cavs is we were the first. Whenever another team does it, they're just next. So there's not just one team on the list. So it yeah diminishes a little bit. Comparing us to us at this point. It's still going to be the Cavs did it first. That team did it first. And it's just, I can see it for a much bigger weight on that championship from just a pure basketball standpoint. Maybe that's just me, and maybe that's somewhat biased because we're from here. But, like, that's, I I didn't necessarily like that. In terms of this team, this team is playing the team basketball that we've kind of always wanted, and they're finally doing I think we're seeing the new version of offense that J.B. Bickerstaff told us about to start the year. Look, there's going to be a stretch of games where they may lose three or four. You know, some guys might, um, you know, not shoot as well. If you're living and dying by the three, there's going to be nights where you're truly dying by the three, and you might get run out of a gym. It happens. It's an 82-game season. One game doesn't change what they're doing right now. If this is the team more consistently down the stretch and after the All-Star break, if we continue to see these good habits, this is going to be a team to be reckoned with in the, in the Eastern Conference, which is kind of wide open right now. Outside of the Celtics, Bucks don't look, like, otherworldly. They have no defense at all unfortunately the 76ers and you wish the best for joel Embiid, but he's gonna be out for a little while and they're gonna fall off those knee injuries the knicks man they are not going away i checked not gonna go away i checked the scoreboard for nba every morning to see who in the eastern conference loses i'm like all right Cavs won last night and so did the knicks just won't and hey i don't know i just hate the knicks now man after last year, I like, more so hate. Do you like, not want to play them again? Like I want to avenge that loss last year and beat them. If we I can't handle them, New York having that over me, Kevin. Yeah, I mean that would be that would be the perfect way to kind of rewrite the story because everything right now is still like, yeah, they're playing well, but and then go to have, New York and have my man um, Spike Lee, no Jared Allen, ball out and be like, you know what? Saw the lights last year. This is a different year. He got to a certain. He got to a certain level in his career. I call it, man. You knew it. You, I told you last year. If he's he going to be back, and he's going to be better than ever. And he's he can doing learn it. from that. Like he, he's not changed. Man, was that another hot take we got right? Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm going just saying. On, I know we don't now. go on a platform to like say like. No, like I said, we don't. We like we've expressed many times. We don't say anything like hot <laughs> take because it could be probably wrong. We're we're saying it's because. We're not sure everyone really thinks this, but we truly do believe yes. it. And that's two that's come yeah, through. Yeah, there's, there's nothing. Peter, that... you got any hot takes? No. Good. 
thought you were going to say Guardians are going to win 100 games. I think Peter's kind of hurting on this. Uh, he lost little, his Tito. I didn't even have to, like, little, little, early, little, little early for that. I, As yeah. the baseball guy I am, I didn't even have to, like, back off of that. But I, I, put but I, but I, I totally understand what Jay's saying about that. It's like it's like losing to the Yankees in the playoffs. It's yeah, just, I don't yeah, like little, losing to New York with anything. No. See, people unnecessarily, and we're going to talk big Dude, I'll argue the fact that we have better pizza than New York. Sorry, went there. Overrated. I, I can't argue that anymore. Like, I can't, like, get into that conversation anymore because I can't try most of it. No, you're out of this. I'll, def- yeah. I'll defend this okay. land. Based on, yeah. It's great pizza On behalf stations. of VTL, you defend that. Um, <laughs> but we're going to talk big game on the other side of the break. A lot of people are unnecessarily upset with all the shots of Taylor Swift in the crowd. All, like, it's not her fault, and we'll get into that more on the other side. But you know who I do hate seeing? All the camera shots of, and it's like all intentional, and he's trying to get in front of it. Spike Lee. Mm. I don't know why, but like that's like some of my anger about dislike of New mm. York kind of goes to Spike Lee, even though he's a great movie director, great documentary director. Is, I always liked him because he always lost. The whole, I think it was the whole Reggie Miller thing doing the ah, and then yeah. choking after barking. Ah, it's like. I just laugh at him. I'm like, I don't hate yeah, him. Yeah, but now like, he's winning. He's acting yeah, like now he's I'm like, always shut your won. mouth, Spike. <laughs> it's like he's like never lost in his life. Like that's how he he. We'll just sit Stepe next to him. We'll see what he barks then. All <laughs> right. On that <laughs> note, uh, <laughs> we will talk big games. Some of the uh, maybe prop bets that we like or think that we should not necessarily bet on, but come up with our own. We talked about coming up with our own. Oh yeah, we did. I did my homework. I didn't. I, do didn't I didn't do my homework. I'm not a betting man, so that might not go very well. But we'll at least talk big game on the other side, and we'll see if we end early or we just keep going and have some fun the rest of the way. Plus, continue to celebrate National Women's and Girls in Sports Day. There's a lot of women and girls in sports that are impacting the game that they play, but also society, and we thank all of them for that, and they should be celebrated every single day. We'll talk more but all of it on the other side. This is the voice of the land here on the Big Play Network. Are you struggling to hire the right talent or maybe even find the right career? Vector Technical makes it easy. Since 1992, Vector has provided Ohio employers with a reliable process for hiring and have helped thousands of job seekers advance in their careers. Vector Technical is more than just a temp agency. We invest time to get to know each client and candidate personally. Vector places people in job opportunities that they are truly excited about. Interested in learning more? Visit our website at www.vectortechnicalinc.com to see a full list of our current job opportunities and to find out what Vector Technical can offer you. Get your gear at voiceoftheland.com forward slash shop. Did that shirt in that commercial just say not my fault? I, <laughs> I, <laughs> for those that I, don't, I, are I, only listen, I think for, it does. You know how long ago for those only listening <laughs> to the audio on Google, Spotify, Apple, and the Be On Air network of podcasts. We want to thank them as well for taking on our audio and putting it out to more people for us. We have commercials running, and you might be able to hear them in the audio, but you don't know what is happening. So when it's thevoiceofland.com, we have a little shop with some shirts, and while it still shows Paulus on the commercial, Jay is actually on the shirts. There's a that's what they tell me. There was just a shirt that I saw on there that almost it was like the colors of Neapolitan ice cream. It was like that pink strawberry on the top, the vanilla white in the middle. And like the chocolate, I wasn't looking because like I gotta look this way if I'm looking at it, and I definitely well, I did because I have the countdown in my ear, and I know when to look at the camera. I'm looking away from the camera right now for those listening to the audio, and I'm listening, looking at the camera and away, and to it. Here's looking at you. Here's looking at Kevin. (laughs) Here's looking at the screen. Yes. So I was looking looking at the guest. (laughs) Like I got four (laughs) different views. I need four cameras here, Kevin. And so I was looking at the screen, and I saw a shirt that I think said "Not my fault." I missed it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back. It's the first and watch time I ever noticed it, and it totally, you know, took us off of what we were talking about. It's but right. it's not your fault. No, I, I should get that. I should get that shirt and just wear it around Jana. 
Sorry. I wouldn't do that. Sorry, it's not my fault. <laughs> you just admit it's your fault and move on. That's better. Mm. Trust me. Trust me. Sometimes, you know. 80 to 79 at the end of the, at the, end of the third. So you were talking about people being mad about Taylor Swift? Yeah, so. Are you guys upset with the no. showing of Taylor Swift? People? No, like, you no, know, not really. Here's I'm the not thing. like a She's fan a, of hers, but. I am not either. I, I was a little annoyed at first because it was only because they would, they kept cutting away to her a lot. But it's like, you know what? If I'd rather them cut away to Taylor Swift than to like. Some drunk guy with his shirt off going, Aah! To Jackson Mahomes or, you know. <coughs> I don't need to see Pumpkinhead's face 20 times on a TV. Yeah, I, I agree, mean, but. Uh, Taylor Swift's a big deal. Like she's huge. She is yeah. huge. And hey, do you know what they said? The average, like most, she was on a TV screen for a whole game. Hmm. Accumulation, twenty seconds. Yeah, I mean the twenty last seconds game, is the, the last, longest. She's yeah, the been last game she they she was on mostly at the end. You know when she was that trying, or yeah. when Kelsey does really good yeah. or a great play because they want to see. Her reaction. And they show. Trust me, and they, they show, should do that. Yeah, they show family. They show not stuff. Yeah, I don't know if the people knew this, but there's a lot of Swifties out it's there. It's something to complain about. Yeah, yeah that's everybody's, hot take. everybody's always got something to complain about. And we know like the type of person that's doing And we're going to complain about them complaining. Just, just so you guys know, we pull back the curtain and everything. Guess what's happening? She's in the suite watching her boyfriend play football, just like, you know, when you play at the high school level and, you know, your girlfriend's playing volleyball, you go to her games, and then she'd come out to your soccer games, your football games. Like, you're supporting each other. That's what she's doing with her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey. She's just coming to support. She's not asking. She has no earpiece or any microphone connected with her telling the camera people when to turn to her. No, it is the producer of the broadcast saying, hey, camera two. Uh, Travis Kelsey just made a big play. Find, find her in the suite. Find Taylor Swift. Camera four. Find Taylor Swift. Like it's the the broadcast. Then it's Jim Nance and Tony Romo focusing more on that, and Tony Romo still calling Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey's wife instead of um, his girlfriend. And and Romo just kind of he started right. out as a great color commentator. He's terrible now. He's going off the rails. God, he's you know, so, so bad. Look, I just. I just kind of pointed you in many different directions to complain about. Is that going to change anything? Absolutely not. When they show her during the Super Bowl, is that going to – oh, sorry, big game. We're not sponsoring anything. I think I'm allowed to say it. I don't I don't know. We won't take a chance. So, <laughs> Jana just sent me the – Jana just sent me the screenshot. My wife just sent me the screenshot from the commercial. I think she rewound. And, yes, it says, not my – yeah, not my fault. Oops. Here, I'll pass it around um, while we're having this conversation. Huh. I think it's just her. She's wearing the hat, but not our shirt. Yeah. So I, I don't. Yeah, I think she's just one of the models for the, uh, yeah, the shop. So, so it's we don't actually have the never, not my fault shirt, but we can now. <laughs> Might need that one. Might well, want what was the other one? one I need to make well, for Jay? The I don't know. What was it? What was the shirt you needed? I'll have to go back and listen to the audio from the know. end of last show. I don't know. I can't but definitely we are, not remember. <laughs> but we do remember that there's a big game coming up this Sunday. And, look, again, the shots of Taylor Swift should not – again, we know the type of person that it's that it's upsetting and it's ridiculous. Look, in honor of National Women's and Girls in Sports Day, I'm going to bring up a story that was brought up by Kyle Brandt on Good Morning Football. I don't know if you guys saw this, but – People that are all, like, just straight NFL and, like, you can't tell them any different. Like, football is our world. Many more viewers are coming to your product. So the NFL just keeps on going and going and getting more and more money and still the one that controls at least one thing in every single month of the calendar year. His seven-year-old daughter doesn't like football. I think he said hates it or detests it. More so, and it was kind of sad to hear him say this, because it takes him away from home and takes him away from her, which almost like almost got me when I saw that video. But he was saying that when he was at, able to be at home and was watching the Ravens and Chiefs game, the AFC Championship game, she was peeking around the corner looking for the shots of Taylor Swift and was like interested in at least watching the game for that. And he got to share a moment of watching the game with, like watching football with her, because of that, because it's like legitimately, it's bringing young girls and people that look up to Taylor Swift, who is like a good human, I would say. I know that she has like a lot of breakup songs and take shots at exes and stuff, but 
hey, they probably deserve it. If she's doing a song about them, they probably deserve it. She's bringing young girls and um, people that look up to her to watch these games so that they're getting exposed to so many different things in the world because of Taylor Swift with the help of Taylor Swift. And she's helping drive motivation for more girls to be like that and strive for what they're passionate about. Like that, that's a good thing. It's, it's not br- a bad it's bringing thing. bringing more people to, to watch the games, even for whatever reason. I mean, how do people, I'm sure there are a lot of people that bitch about people that, you know, only watch the big game for the commercials. Okay, and I but I get that, but that's also why the commercials sell for like you know what thirty some million dollars for thirty seconds, whatever the crazy yeah. number it is. So one thing I want to say Wait, is we didn't get a commercial this year. Um, no, oh. we're I've, a little. I've avoided all a little shy. I've avoided all teasers for commercials too because I hate that I've the seen, commercials I've, are out a I've week and a half. Couple, before I don't yeah, care about commercials anymore. They're no good. Uh, They're not funny anymore. I've seen a couple a that were favorite. okay. Anyways, one of the things I want to say is like my son's. Uh, Middle school, their Friday is like, your favorite team, where your favorite uh, NFL team, you know, and then they realize, or Taylor Swift stuff, because, you know, they're, they're trying to include mm-hmm. everyone. And I just, you know, like I said, the first, I think the first game Taylor Swift was at, they showed, I think, I felt like they showed her a lot. And then it, Again, it got, nor- then it's just like, now it it's seems normal. like a it lot, was- but you're, all you're seeing is Taylor no, Swift, the, yeah, gone. Well, it's first, like one to two seconds. Right. When people are just like, why are they showing her? Why are they? The longest she's ever been on is 20 seconds. Well, I'm just saying the first game, though, they, yeah. they, they cut away to her quite a few times. Yeah, and it and, felt like more the first exposure you had Right, to and it. now it's kind of like it was the last game. I think it was like two times during the game. And the thing is, okay, fine. that It's kind of normalized. And if people like Taylor Swift, okay, I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan. My wife likes Taylor Swift. Stop crapping on what other people like. What what the hell? What yeah. harm is it doing to you? Right. Like I don't know. If Taylor Swift was in this studio right now, I'd be like, you guys, like, we're just kidding. The camera on her. I don't even care if she talks. We'd have to put her in the. Uh, I'd just be like popcorn machine wherever they did that one. Time. Sure. The just put a camera the, on the her. Jan- the janitor and people thing. Yeah. Would be like, <laughs> That's no matter millions and millions of people would watch our show, even if we just camera her. Eating the damn popcorn. So Taylor, and, if you're watching, this is an invite to a yeah, anytime, whenever you want. Yeah. More than welcome. Hey, Travis Kelsey, you're Cleveland Heights. I live in Garfield Heights. We're neighbors. You, bro. your brother, you have you guys have a great podcast. We'd love to have oh, you guys. Yeah. There, on, okay, right? more of that top sheer, uh, top shelf guest like, right there. I, you know, we'll reach out to anybody. We'll have anybody. I've tried to reach out to Delson Jason. It didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Well, he does have three kids and yeah, the podcast. Did you have your shirt on? That's a. I'll have beer Maybe. next time. There you go. Yeah, there you go. You Take your shirt have, off. You have a couple beers. Yeah, send them that Snapchat. You gotta have the beers for mm-hmm. for Jason Kelsey. That and and seeing people had issues with you know even though it's a eagle still like he hasn't officially retired. Him going to the Bills thing and partying with like why like why do we gotta find a problem with every little thing? If seeing Taylor Swift for two seconds every now and again during the game affects your Here's ability to watch the game. You got problems, and I feel sorry for you. Once you're 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 a fan, I'm sorry to say it's so fun and enjoy life. Like he was just enjoying life, no matter what happened. Jason Kelsey was having fun that day. Look how would you have been happier for his brother if you won? Sure, of course he was. But if you'd have lost, he still would have had a fun time and be like, you know what? He'll probably be better back to next year because he's just a happy-go-lucky dude. And it was the first time meeting Taylor Swift, and it was, he, she got the full Jason Kelsey experience, even though his wife told him not to. Did you guys make it? Are you going to make any Super Bowl bets? Neither one of you guys are gamblers. Let's, I made a bet. Let's talk about that on the other side. We'll finish with that. We got one more break to get in. We're going to do a full show tonight. Sorry, Jay. We're no, we're fine. Yet. We're already there. It's, we're fine. already there. So, one final break. We will finish with this game, and it'll, Jay, Peter, when we do come back, before we get into our picks and stuff for the Super Bowl, maybe favorite commercial, just a little conversation about it, do want you guys to highlight a, you know, someone I, I've just been waiting. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll do that on the other side. I got to be a better host, apparently. So we'll go to break <laughs> and get to Jay's take on the other side. This is the Voice of Land on the Big Play Network. Are you looking for a career in manufacturing? Vector Technical has you covered. Vector Technical is a 28-year-old staffing firm that has partnered with some of the biggest and the best companies throughout Northeastern Ohio. 
The recruiters at Vector Technical will coach you through the entire job process and will help you land an opportunity that you are truly excited about. Vector does not add any additional fees and offers benefits as well as free online skills training through Penn Foster. To learn more, visit www.vectortechnicalinc.com and make sure to check out our job board to see a full list of our current opportunities and apply. One. Kevin just Welcome called back me trash. <laughs> I was going to keep it. I know, and I was just going to throw it right oh, out there. Oh, man. Yep. Between shows, we always say there's a show between shows. Kevin just called me trash. You called me trash first. I did not. It's a lie. You're lying. I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> <laughs> We're not bickering or nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm rubber. You're glue. Whatever you say to me bounces off me and sticks to you. So, yeah, you're You trish. probably did say that a lot as a kid, didn't you? <laughs> I did. Oh, my God. That was kind of like my generation. Like, we were, like, big on that. Yeah, we just punched you in the face. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we can't do both. both. Hey, man, I ain't lying. That's how it was. Glad you made fun of me. I didn't ask questions. Just, you know, just Glad punched. I didn't grow up with Jay. But on a... No, you didn't want to grow up with me. You're a good a kid. On a lighter, more professional note, it is National Women and Girls in Sports Day. Um, I did highlight Ava Gabriel a junior at Wycliffe who set the program record in points for the girls' basketball team last night. Got a chance to see that. Jay, who would you like to highlight today? Years and years ago, I said on Twitter, she's going to be a great sports journalist. Watch out for her. And sure enough, she started off as the content director for News Channel 5, and now she's anchor, sports anchor, and mm -hmm. all over the place. I got to give it up for Cameron Justice. She's doing a fantastic job out there. And I just got nothing but the nicest things to say about her work. Love all the pieces that she puts together, especially like the one-on-ones. I keep getting... forgetting to reach out to her to come back on and yeah, stuff, and we I should, got to. We should definitely have her on, especially with the I also know Cavs. she's insanely busy. Bro. Yeah, we can we can kind of see what she what her schedule looks like on, on Wednesday nights or if we need to record at a different mm -hmm. time or there's a Wednesday that's better. Right now the Cavs on the road. I don't think she travels with the team um, with, uh, with the Cavs. I she, don't think so. I don't think so i don't know if she's the representative for channel five that does that but we can see and would i definitely want to have her back on because she's more entwined with the teams and can give us really really good insight that you don't get often other places we'll have to try to get some as we get more into the off season we'll have some more browns guests because that's the time you can get mm -hmm. uh browns beat reporters too so maybe maybe like grossy or mary case people like that um like for free agency stuff like that but right now we'll focus on calves and crunch and um, the big game, but Peter, who would you like to highlight tonight? Ooh, see, that's a tough one. I would actually, I think I would highlight my one sister, Amy, because my sister, uh, she doesn't really have like a left hand. So she was mm -hmm. born, she has like a hand and like nubs where her fingers would be and her yeah. arm is shorter. And when she was in middle school, like junior high, she wanted to do gymnastics and she was told by the school, no, you can't do that. So she went and she competed with the YMCA. And my sister would do the uneven bars with basically one hand, <laughs> basically one hand, and would do the uneven bars. And she basically refused to let anyone tell her what she could or couldn't do. So, that you know, a big shout out to her for that. That's pretty resilient. Yeah, and that's a that's a great message, too. Like, don't tell any, don't let people tell you no. We, I say at the end of the show all the time, don't let anyone ever tell you it's just a game. And that's because I was always told, like, my love of sports didn't really matter that, it, you know, as much as I cared about the games. I knew other people didn't care as much as me, but I was told I wasn't allowed to care about sports and uh, various games and be really excited or really upset if my team won or lost. I was told that. But the general message behind that, the theme behind that is don't let people tell you no. If you're passionate about something, go after it. That's why we also say, live. and our great late friend Mike Allen said, live life, all gas, no brakes. Like, go for what you want. What a weird philosophy in life, because I'm all about, like, positive influence. Like, I always think, like, give people positive, like, provide mm -hmm. positivity. But let's just be real. I mean, like, some people need to be put like that, like, you can't do this, because it'll piss you off for greatness is what it does. And that, like, fire that I'm sure whoever told her she could do it, that lit her forever, dude. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. like, she went. And sometimes it's not a bad thing to have someone do that. Of course, I I am a 100% more pro. Positivity, obviously, the hint of the nickname. But sometimes that could help. 
and don't let it break you like you said let it motivate mm-hmm. you. Well, let it, it, can, push you it can sometimes backfire when she gets so angry that she you know accidentally sets fire to the family room rug oh. but that's I hope, a story i, I hope they cover that we're one gonna, up we're gonna we're <laughs> gonna need a we're that's gonna a need prop bets show. this week, guys. <laughs> We're gonna need that story another time. We've got a lot of time left. Yikes! My Peter pro- needs a my, distraction. My prop bet is over under on us getting out of here on time. <laughs> that's over. Under. <laughs> oh, it's, it, no, it's already over. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, we've already hit the we over. We hit on that. the over. Just real Wait. quick though, and Jay, you said it before the break. I mean, we're not really betting people. Is there is there anything you'd really? I did. I did one. What did you do? What did I did? You uh, place a pizza money G- bet on. Yeah, I did. Uh, I think it was twenty bucks mm-hmm. for Chiefs to win the game, Travis Kelsey to have an anytime touchdown, uh, McCaffrey to have an anytime touchdown. I would have to go back and look, but I moved like it has like the spread mm-hmm. like the uh, over even, and I yeah. moved it way lower. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I wasn't getting the good enough odds, but I was just using that to boost this parlay, right? To hopefully get it. And I don't even know what my odds. I think if I win, I win like a hundred and fifty bucks or something like that. You said a bunch of words that I didn't really understand. Yeah, I, that's right. I, so. I, I know what I'm doing, but I don't know what I'm doing really all that well. <laughs> I definitely don't know what I'm doing, you, so I'm not. The odds of like, I think it was like thirty nine yeah. points or something. It has to be. The I mean, I exaggerate a little bit. Like I understand a little bit, and when you know, if you look, if I look at it from math terms, like I understand. Yeah, I said it. I believe it was that. 39 and a half, I said it, and I picked the over to hit. Did they, I'm sure this year, probably like the extracurricular prop bets, like ninth and national anthem, like all that stuff, probably still not available in the state? Oh, no, I'm going to start learning. Is that right? Uh, I don't know if those are Because I, I remember last year, like, that was a big thing that when it first came about, like, people weren't able to do, do those. The prop, yeah, like, the, actual... the, like, there's, there's, play, cer- there's, there's football certain prop, prop bets in Ohio you cannot do, like, right. strange ones and stuff. You're like, not the strange ones, yeah. So, I, you know, it kind of takes away. Yeah. What we wanted to do, because, yeah, you can't do like, it here like, anyway. Now that you can do it anyways, like, I don't know. Trust you guys not. got to win. It's not. It doesn't matter if they win or lose, because I, I really don't care. Chiefs. I can't bet against – I can't, like, go against Mahomes until someone proves. I'm, and it's part of my bet. So. I mean, I think the Chiefs are probably going to win. I, I'm kind of pulling for the 49ers, though, just until because I of Mr. Until I told you Irrelevant. my bet, right? Now yeah. you're pulling back for the Chiefs, Well, right? because of Mr. Irrelevant <laughs> – no. I win money. Look, I'm you good don't know, You don't know Brock Purdy. Do, you do, know me. Yes, but do you think that me rooting for a team has any positive outcome for it? I do yes. root for the Browns. Put the positive out there. <laughs> put it out there. Uh, if they, yeah. That's why I only put 20 bucks because if I lose, I really don't care. I just hope you guys make any special I, I picked, this weekend? I'm deciding. I think I might make my super nachos again. Fresh batch of homemade jambalaya is coming my way. Ooh, nice. You never brought me any yet, but still. All right. What? You said last time you were going to bring me something. You didn't. We haven't had it. I you actually. You were having it for Christmas last time you brought it up to me, and it was like, you need to bring me It was bring like the something. last of the freezer frozen leftovers. Oh, here's excuses. No, we're going to have like the whole. You should. See, I'm going to take a picture. I'm going to send it to you guys of the. the here's the stuff you can't that they make. You can't have, Jay. Yeah, here's the stuff I'm not going to bring you, Jay. <laughs> But, you know, I'll let you know. <laughs> so I make these nachos, you know, the scoops? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I make homemade barbacola. I put a little, so I could take each scoop, I put a little barbacola in there, and I will go and get the good uh, queso white cheese from the deli, mm-hmm. shave that fresh on there on each one, bake that, melt that down, and then I get the fresh salsa from uh, Giant Eagle, put a little bit of that on each one, a little bit of uh, lettuce on that, Serve them, and there every nacho has the appropriate amount of cheese and salsa and lettuce and meat at each single bite. That sounds great, but like a lot of work. It is a <laughs> ton of work. What do you do? Order food, usually. Okay. But be, I mean, that's fine. Hey, I'm not, me and Tiffany are doing it, so it's like the Korean sloppy joes. Ooh. I found a recipe for Korean sloppy Ooh. joes that looked delicious. That sounds good. Send, send that recipe. On to that note, man, let's get the hell out of here because I'm <laughs> well, getting hungry again. I have a note for you. You have a note for me? I may not have had your back on getting your jambalaya, but Jana has already set a reminder in her phone she to bring, knew. To bring she you guys knew. jambalaya. Yeah, she knew and she's listening. I love so. Jana. <laughs> I love her too. That's <laughs> that's why she truly is the better half. <laughs> that's why it's your fault. <laughs> you're not that's why I can't wear the not my fault. Yeah, you're never. Sure. Just, you're gonna get this shirt that says "My fault." Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll we'll talk more about you know we'll give reactions to the game. I know it'll be kind of a few days removed, but we'll give reactions to kind of all of the game. On I Wednesday. can't wait to give reactions to halftime show the most, but that's just yeah. me. Yeah. Big Usher fan. 
I am too. I am too. So I'm looking forward to seeing if he really, if he can be a halftime performance or not. But we do need to get out of here. Um, continued shout-outs, of course, thank you to Mario Musa, the goalkeeper from the Cleveland Crunch, for coming on. They are 3-1. They've won their last three games. Playing the style of soccer that is absolutely fun. Get your tickets. Last three home games, theclevelandcrunch.com. Um, yes, I am the play-by-play person, but instead of watching me get out to those games because it is absolutely electric, and then, you know, kind of wave to me up in my high high perch. And see say, if you can yell louder than me. Yeah, see if you can yell louder than Jay. Um, but also National Women and Girls in Sports Day. Jay shouting out Kim Justice from Channel 5. Peter with a great story uh, about his sister. And, of course, Ava Gabriel setting the record at Wycliffe for points for the girls basketball program. We need to get out of here because Side Hustle Podcast is going to slide in. They're going to do their recording tonight. So if you are a big professional wrestling fan, make sure you check them out. That is Kyle Cornell, Double A, Anthony Alford. I can't wait to hear what their take is on this whole Roman, Rock, and Cody thing. Hashtag we want Cody is my side, but they'll give you more about their sides. So (laughs) we want Cody. Am I the only rock guy? I love rock. I, I'm not getting into it because I'll go off on a whole Erroneous. tangent right now. <laughs> we got to get out of here. They need to record. <laughs> Four always positive, Jay. Four Peter <laughs> Tell. I'm Kevin R. Reminding all of you, don't let anyone ever tell you it's just a game. We truly love you all. 3,000. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Live go life. rock. Go. <laughs> live life. All gas, no breaks. We'll see you next time. In two weeks. Actually, we're going to be off next week. On Valentine's Day. I oh, forgot yeah, to mention we that. Off, We're man. off. So we'll be back in two weeks. Enjoy the big game and your Valentine's Day and just days in general with family and friends. We'll see you next time right here on The Voice of the Land on the Big Play Network.